Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I am a grace girl, a daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to be love in action. Well, yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Being Love in Action podcast. Yes, we are back and it is always an exciting time to meet with you on a yet another week. We thank you for all of our returning listeners who are always coming in week after week, um, listening to what the God is doing through the Being Love in Action podcast. And also for our first time uh, listeners, we just thank you for just tuning in with us today. We know that you could be listening to any podcast. I mean, there's so many wonderful podcasters out here. Um, And so we just thank you for the time to come in and share with us what God is doing through the Being Love in Action podcast. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and just get into the word of God. Amen. You know, this is a podcast where we like to look at the life applications. First of all, love is the banner of this ministry. And so everything is going to always lead back to love whenever you tune in and listen. Amen. And one of the things um, this week as I was just preparing um, to see what God wanted me to share with you on this week. Um, and one of the things, if I can be very transparent with you on today, I know that right now, not only here in America, but all over the world, this is a global thing. We are dealing with, you know, um, the death of uh, George Floyd, who was murdered by, um, a police officer, someone who is, to protect and serve its citizens. And, you know, recently here in America, within the last month, we've had um, several African-Americans who have been killed, who have been murdered as a result of, uh, by the hands of police officers. Um, One young lady, Breonna Taylor, who was in her home and they kicked in her door. They actually had the wrong house and they shot her uh, numerous times while she laid in the bed. And so, um, we know that there are many great men and women who are police officers. You know, the um, acts of certain police officers does not justify or not justify, but it does not um, represent the hold of them. But we see it all too many times that it's happening, especially to African-Americans. And so as a result of that, we're seeing nationally and globally protests against the systematic racism in America. And not only here in America, there are people all over the world who are joining in with this systematic racism because it's not just in America. America now, which is the home of the free and the home of the brave, is supposed to be one of the leaders in um, just moral standards and just um, justice for all. And, and, And we know that with these things that are happening, it's definitely not justice for all. And so we are just grateful, me being an African-American woman, for all of um, 
those who are standing with us globally, many of all races, all um, nationalities, all creeds, all religions, religions um, are standing with the African-American community. And so we have many of us who are still dealing with those uh, those hurts and pains, you know, families, including myself, that have experienced firsthand um, injustice. Uh, systematic racism, um, direct racism as in, from individuals. And so this is something that is happening right now. And so we are hurting and we are mourning um, the loss of these these lives and countless other lives as a result of this injustice. And then we have still we're dealing with people that are still grieving of losing loved ones from COVID-19. We have people that are lost loved ones, some families, all that we've had people here um, that have lost two and three and four family members at one time, you know, as a result of COVID-19, people are still being hospitalized. Yes, there are many people that have survived and we give God the glory for that, that are surviving, but we still have people that are, um, as a result of their mourning for their family members. Now we still have people that are grieving because they've recently lost someone, you know, whether it was a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a sibling, or, you know, a husband or wife or beloved, like my fiance, you know, or, um, you know, a friend, you know, whether it was cancer, whether it was a, some other sickness or disease, or was it a tragic accident? Right now, we all are hurting and we all are feeling the pains of what that, that, that entails. Amen. We have people as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic globally, that have felt the the effects of it financially. We have families where we're where there's joblessness. You know, we, you know, some are able to get unemployment, some are not, and 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 so we're feeling the effects of this not only as individuals, not only in communities, but globally, we are feeling the effects of all of this. Amen. And so, me, part of my personal testimony is that I recently lost. My beloved, a beloved friend, a beloved, um, my brother in Christ, but he was a beloved and devoted friend to me. We, he was my fiance at one time and, you know, we were no longer engaged, but we were still very much so connected to one another and our families are still very connected to one another. He, um, was a bonus father to my children, um, since he came into my life and, a bonus father to my children and, and he loved them as if they were his own. And so my children are grieving and yes, they still have a relationship and they have a, a relationship with their biological father, which was my ex-husband. But this man stepped into their lives and he became a father to them, you know, not just in the financial aspect, but also in the relational aspect. I mean, he talked to them on a regular, you know, he was the grandfather. He was my grandkids, Papa, you know, yes, they are blessed to have several Papas, right? But he was the Papa that they saw all the time. He was the Papa that was at everything. You know, he was always here for the Christmas holidays and birthdays. As a matter of fact, my four-year-old grandbaby celebrated her fourth birthday on Thursday, uh, May 21st. He passed on uh, Monday, May 26th. And so he was just at my home on the Thursday, the May 21st, where he came over and, and gave my grandbaby her birthday present. And 
she ran up to him and, you know, hugged him like she always does. And his eyes light, lights up when he see my grandkids. You know, I say our grandkids. Right. And um, that was Papa Gerald. And they loved him very dearly. And so I'm grieving part of this um, that I'm going to share with you today. I believe God was literally helping me process my own pain and my own hurt. Amen. Yes, I'm a leader. Yes, I'm an intercessor. Yes, I am a woman of God. I am always praying. I'm teaching, preaching, doing whatever God leads me to do. Yes, you know, I I do all of those things, but I'm human. And one of the things that I'm learning in this process of grief is that, you know, we have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, even in our moments of hurt and pain. So today I'm going to share with you a word of encouragement. So as I encourage you, I am truly encouraging myself. And God gave me the title, How to Encourage Yourself in the Midst of Your Pain. And so as part of what I'll share with you on today, as part of my testimony, God literally was walking me through. And he is, not was, he is walking me through this process of grief and pain um, as I deal with emotions that um, scares me. Amen. If I'm honest, it scares me um, because I am a person that I always think of dealing from a strength, a place of strength. And one of the things that God is showing me that many times we rely on our own strength and not in the strength of the of God himself. Amen. And so I I'm just going to just be transparent with you on today. And um, and just kind of share with you what God really blessed me to understand how to encourage yourself in the midst of the pain. And he gave me first Thessalonians fifth chapter 16 through 17 through 18th verses. And the word of God says, and I'm reading from the NIV translation, the word of God says, take rejoice always. That's verse 16 and verse 17 says, pray continually. And then verse 18 says, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. Can I be honest with you? How how easy is that to be prayerful, to rejoice, to be prayerful and to give thanks when you're broken inside? Can we just be real today? Listen. Anyone who's listened to this podcast or understand that I am a realist, I am a grace girl, and I speak from a very humble place of understanding that it is not, you know, we're always about being honest so that true healing can take place. Amen. So absolutely, you're going to get some word. You're going to get the exegetical points and and understanding of the word of God, but we're going to get practical understanding of how to survive because guess what I can preach you to you scream and shout and you cry and all of those things absolutely I can but after you cry and after you shout and after you do all of that can you have an understanding of where to go in the word of God and how to apply the word to your life so that you can experience deliverance amen so on today I'm going to walk you through what God gave me on today to help you as I help myself process and move through 
pain. Amen. So, you know, as I shared with you, my um, fiance, he passed, my ex-fiance passed. And as a result, um, you know, we would have been married three years. We were, our um, wedding date was November 12th, 2016. And I pushed the wedding back. He did not want to, but I did. I pushed the wedding back. And on that day, he gave me, him and my oldest daughter gave me a, a birthday party. So on our wedding date, I had, uh, it was supposed to be our wedding date. I had a birthday party. He gave me a birthday party. And um, I made 45 years old. I'm 48 now. And I made 45 years old. And so on that day, like I said, we would have gotten married and we celebrated my birthday and we were still together. We were still engaged. And um, several months after that is when we decided, I decided if I'm going to be transparent, I got to be real. I decided that, you know, and I had a conversation with him. I don't think that we were ready to get married at that time. So as a result of that, we were no longer in you know, we were no longer engaged, but we were still very much so connected. Um, when I moved from the Dallas area, I'm originally from New Orleans. For those who may be listening for the first time, I am from New Orleans. And as a result of Hurricane Katrina, I moved to the Dallas Fort Worth area and I settled there for 10 years, almost 11 years. And as a result, my family is all here in Louisiana. My mother, my sisters, uh, my father is retired professor in Virginia and my mom, all of my family is here in New Orleans area. So I wanted to come back home anyway, to be closer to my mother who is, you know, getting older and just really wanting my grandchildren to experience the culture and what I, you know, my family, because in Dallas, they didn't really get a chance to know the family. And as a result of that, Getting married was the icing on the cake. Amen. And so the area that I've settled in, which is outside of New Orleans, is his home area. Later, I found out that I have uh, some of my ancestors are from this area of Louisiana as well. But I've settled in the area where I am for now as a result of me being engaged and going to get married to my fiance who just passed um, a week ago. Amen. And so as a result of this, you know, um, yesterday we buried him on Saturday. And so as a result, you know, um, yesterday was a very difficult day for me that evening. And I want to say about seven o'clock last night to probably almost at least four hours, about 11, about 1130 ish. I cried Um probably four hours on and off. Sometimes it was very hard cries and then some it was just weeping. And I had music on. If you don't know anything about me as well, I was an artist. I was a hip hop artist, a rap hip hop artist at one time in my life. So I am an artist at heart. Music is so important to me. Music can be very therapeutic and um, for me as well, whether I'm listening, you know, you know. And so I found myself in a place last night that was very difficult. And I have an inner circle of, 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 of women that I love very dearly, that are phenomenal women of God, that, you know, when I'm, if I'm going through something, I know I can reach out to them. 
But I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just needed prayers. And it was very scary for me because I found myself in a place where I've never really, you know, I've lost loved ones before. I think one of the hardest losses of my life was my grandfather, who was my hero. But when he passed, I took into consideration that he was 80. I think he was 86 when he passed. You know, he had been in my life so long. And so I had an opportunity to prepare myself. Right. And I knew that he loved the Lord. So, you know, it devastated me, but I was able to process it differently. Amen. And the death of uh, my ex of, of my fiance was different. It was suddenly. And and not only was it suddenly, it was almost like an incomplete story. And I'm just being honest with you. I, I You know, I wanted to share some of this, but I'm just going to allow God to just speak because I believe that this is going to help someone else. And I'm going to be very honest with you. Me be even speaking about this is, is it's very different for to me for me to be so vulnerable. Right. And so, you know, last night, you know, I reached out to them and I just text them. I say, please pray for me. And and, you know, you know, all of them, you know, the, the ones that I connected with, you know, they many of them wanted to call me. And, you know, it wasn't a whole lot, but my inner circle. And then, you know, I just said, I, I can't talk right now. Just please pray for me. And I reached out to a couple of women of God that I am connected to. And I asked them, you know, one is apostle and, you know, um, one is a lady, a woman of God. And I just said, please pray for me. And so I can be very honest, even on today, I could feel the prayers of those praying for me. And on today, I reached out to my pastor, you know, when my fiance first passed, I reached out to him and he called me. I texted him and he called me immediately. And so on this morning, I got up and put on some clothes and stuff, you know, prayed and everything. And then I said, I want to go to the gravesite. Now, you got to understand I'm being transparent because I, I this is you know, this is a woman who's always seems to be in control. This is my thought. I'm always in control. Why would I want to go to his gravesite? Why would I want to do that? But that's what my heart told me to do. So I got up this morning and I got dressed in. I told my daughters I was going to the store, but I didn't tell them exactly where I was going because I didn't want them to be concerned about me. Yes. I'm being transparent. And so I, I go to the gravesite and it was raining as we are under the watch of Cristobal, the tropical storm. And so I had my umbrella with me and I go to the gravesite. And the only person that was there was myself and the the groundskeeper. And it's a very immaculate place, very well groomed and everything. And so they did not have his name yet. And I wanted to make sure that I went to the right spot. And so I asked the, the, the groundskeeper if he could remind me just which one it was. And he, you know, I gave him the name and he told me exactly where it was. And so I got out the car with my umbrella and I just stood there and I just began to meditate and, 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 and just, you know, be there. One of the things that I didn't do was I didn't get a couple of flowers from some of the flowers that was out there. And so I, I grabbed a few flowers and, you know, a few stems so I could bring it home and put it in a vase. And I went to the store and got a vase and I set the flowers right there. You know, the ones, the few that I pulled 
on my dresser so that I could see them. And so I came back home and, you know, I, I, I sent a text to those in my inner circle because I wanted them to understand where I was, even though I was not crying as of yet uh, again. But I, I found myself in a place where my emotions was was just, you know, do, different to me. Right. And so I, I, I text my pastor who I love very dearly, uh, Pastor Troy T. Johnson of Fresh Start Community Church in, in Houston, Texas. And I, I text him and I call him Bishop because he's such an anointed man of God. He's full with so much wisdom. And one of the blessings of him as a pastor, he has a clinical background. He's a clinical therapist. He has two masters. He's actually working on his PhD right now. So, you know, even as a pastor, his clinical side, his career is clinical uh, therapy. He's a clinical therapist. So grief and understanding those type of things are things that are very familiar with him. And so I text him and I just simply let him know where I was. And I just say, please pray for my strength. I'm asking God for strength and I'm asking God for strength. And so he sends me this text and he says to me, allow yourself to feel what you feel. The goal is not to be strong, but to go through the whole spectrum of emotions. So as I take his words and they encourage me, the first thing I'm going to do is give them to you as well. For those of you who are grieving, whether it's from uh, uh, the, the, the social injustices that are happening or the COVID pandemic, losing a loved one or having loved ones sick as a result. Or if you're grieving the loss of a loved one recently, or maybe it's not death that it's you're grieving. Maybe it's because you've experienced, uh, you know, the loss of a job or the loss of a home, whatever the case may be, the emotions that we feel, we got to allow ourselves to go through those spectrums. And for me, one who is always operating what I believe from a place of strength, I had to and I have to allow myself to be vulnerable, to understand it is not in king is strength. It is only by the strength and the grace of God. But because in my mind, I have been conditioned to think many times that the only way that I can function is in my own strength. Understand and hear me and understand me clearly. I'm not saying it is not by the strength of the God that lives in me. But, you know, many times if we're honest. We think we are operating in our own mind. And then God has a way of breaking you down in order to build you back up. Oh, bless the Lord on today. Can I tell you that what I'm dealing with right now, God is allowing me to become so vulnerable that I can speak to someone and say, I need prayer. And you may say, well, woman of God, how can you not ask someone for prayer? Oh, yes, I know how to ask someone for prayer, but you don't understand when you're going through such a, a time in your life. Sometimes we don't even know how to begin. We just don't always have words. And so here, as we're talking about how to encourage yourself in the midst of your pain, we look at First Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. Apostle Paul, when he wrote this letter to the church of Thessalonia, he founded this church, um, which was largely a, a church of Gentiles. Yes, there were maybe a handful of Jewish congregants, but the, the, the large number of congregation members were 
Gentiles. And for those of you who don't know what a Gentile is, it is someone who does not have Jewish descent. Amen. And so here in this book, Paul begins to praise the the new converts for their spiritual maturity and perseverance. He encourages them to continue and growing spiritually as they begin to understand and gain the understanding of the returning of Christ. You know, the word of God is it's it, it, it is it transcends time because even then, as he's speaking to the church of Thessalonia, he's speaking to you and I today as we are dealing with life today. As many of us, we are growing in grace. We are being mature in some areas of our lives. But there's also we also have to be mindful of that. Not only should we be growing in the spiritual things from, you know, understanding how to be better at, but we also got to understand how to be better in and that's being better in God, how to be better in developing and allowing ourselves to become vulnerable in and with the Holy Spirit. So as I am sitting here and and asking God, you know, God, how do I get through? How do I encourage myself and get through this pain? How do I get encouragement for myself in the midst of my pain. First Thessalonians 5 and 16 says, Paul says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for your life. So the first thing, rejoice always. Can I ask you the question? How can you rejoice when you're broken? I had to say that to him. I said, God, how, how you want me to encourage myself when I'm broken right now? I don't even have the words to express to myself, but guess what? I can get a call from someone else and I can give them all the word of God and I can encourage them. But God, right now, I need you teach me how to encourage myself in the midst of my pain. Beloved of God, you know, Paul says we got to rejoice always. So I'm going to take out the word rejoice and I'm going to place it with the synonym delight. What is Paul telling you and I? He's saying, take delight in the Lord. See, the first thing we got to do is take delight in the Lord in the midst of our pain. How do we do that? How do we take delight? How do we take delight? What does delight mean? It means to admonish. It means to um, um, embrace. We got to remember who, why. And what? Who do we serve? Why did we become believers in Christ? It is because of God. It is because of Jesus Christ. It is the very foundation of the Christian belief. It is our faith in God, the God, the creator. So how do we begin to take delight in the Lord? Just remember who he is. And so as I begin to sit down, I begin to think about who God is, not just what he's done in my life, but who is he? Who is he to you, beloved of God? He is the creator of the heavens and the earth and the fullness thereof. He is the I am that I am. He is the great morning. He's the bright and morning star. He is Emmanuel. He is the prince of peace. 
He is the one that loves us. He is the one that calls us the apple of his eye. He is the beloved. He is the one that when we wake up in the morning, he sets the sun in the sky. Oh, it says that we are to take the light in the Lord. Amen. So in the midst of your pain, in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of the anger, in the midst of whatever you're feeling, remember who he is. He's the I am that I am. He's the one that spoke life and breathed it into mankind. He is the one that allows the timing. It says in Job, when the mountain goat can give birth, it is he that separated the heavens from the earth. It is God. And yes, he gives us free will. He allows man to do what man does. But his perfect will is always done. See, beloved of God, one of the things that I have in this process of my pain, I am reminded of the word of God that he says, those who die in Christ will live in him. See, that's the blessing. You know, we pray many times for the healing of God's people. We pray for our loved ones to be healed, set free and delivered. But many times we don't understand when they transition or when they die. And those who die in Christ, they receive their healing then. Yes, beloved of God, to transition is not to die because the spirit of God lives on. So he says that we are to take rejoice, to rejoice in God and to take delight in who he is. Simply God. So when you begin to deal with the pain in your process. The first thing I want you to remember is to rejoice always in God and simply do that by taking delight in the Lord. The second thing I want us to look at, it says in second in first Thessalonians five and verse 17, it says pray continually. See, I didn't even have to break it down. It says pray continually. But the question is, how? How do I pray continually? Do you know last night I cried so much? That I could not even speak. And I know some of you are listening and you know right where I was because some of you are there right now today. Where you are mourning the loss of a loved one or your situation and you're crying so hard that you can't even get the words out. And many times I said, Jesus, Lord, help me. But there are times when I couldn't even get a word out. I cried so hard that my voice became where I couldn't speak. It was sore. My eyes were red. Uh, 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 my throat, everything was aching. I had to take Tylenol. Can I be transparent with you on today? Because as I'm helping you, I'm helping myself. And then God brought me to Romans 8, 26 and 27. 
when it says pray continually and you're in pain and you say, God, I, I don't know what to pray for. I don't have words to say I'm hurting. Do you know that there's an advocate that is praying on your behalf? Glory to God. Romans 8 and 26 says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Verse 27 says, and he who searches our hearts, in other words, when we don't know what to pray for, God searches the hearts. It says that he is close to the brokenhearted. Do you hear me today, beloved of God? It says, and he knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to with the will of God. For every believer, the spirit of God lives in us. So that spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is, is interceding on our behalf. So pray continually. Amen. Amen. So the first way we're going to help ourselves, encourage ourselves in the midst of our pain is to take delight in the Lord. Amen. And then the second thing is we're to pray continually. And the third thing it says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ. Now, somebody may be saying, God, how is it your will that my loved one was murdered? How was it your will, God, that that, you know. My fiance died at 51. Still considered a young man. How how was that God's will? And he loved the Lord. Yes, he did. He was a musician and he loved God and, and he only used his talents for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Many times people would ask him to be or to play outside of the gospel arena, but he would never he would never play. He only used his talents for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe your loved one passed and you're saying, you know, they were a good person and they didn't deserve to transition. God, why? How can I give thanks when it seems so unfair? God is saying, give thanks in all circumstances, for it is God's will for you in Christ. Look at Romans 8 and 28. It says, and we know. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. It says we know in all things God works together for the good, not the bad. So to live, to die in Christ is to live. So as we're mourning the loss of our loved ones, you know, this young man, George Floyd, was murdered. This young girl, uh, Brianna Taylor, was murdered. And countless names of all the Trayvon Martins and everyone, Mike Brown and all of those who died as a result of police brutality and a systematic racism. Guess what? Their lives caused what is happening now. Where people all over the nation and all over the globe are standing for the injustices. That's biblical. 
The word of God tells us we are to stand for the injustice of our fellow man. Doesn't matter what race you are. If there's an injustice going on, you should stand for it, especially if you are a believer of Jesus Christ. There are people right now that put aside their religious differences. And they're standing regardless of their color, their race, their sexual orientation. They're standing together in love, in hope to see a change in the world. And so, yes, sometimes it seems the Bible tells us it rains on the just and the unjust, meaning it rains all the time on both the good and the bad. And sometimes people's lives will perish to help the gooder, the better cause of what's to come. Jesus Christ was the prime example. He had an assignment. And that was to bring salvation to the world. My daughter said to me today as we were talking about our feelings and what we're feeling as a family. And she said to me, she said, Mama. Papa Gerald was a was a dad to me. He was my dad. And yes, she has a biological father. My ex-husband. Yes, absolutely. But this man. For the years he's been in her life, he's been a father to her. He made an impact on her life. The very last time she saw him was on the 22nd, which was that Friday. We saw I saw him Thursday. Um, he called me Friday and I missed his call. And I called him Saturday and, and I didn't get him Saturday because he, you know, he was rushed to the hospital on Saturday. And I had to remind my daughter, I said to her. You know, she said, made a statement. She said, you know, it seems like all the good people are going first. They got some people that should have went before him. I said, you know why that happens? I say, Papa Gerald loved God. He loved the Lord. So we know he's in heaven. We know that he's going to see the face of God. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that no man should perish, but every man have eternal life. Do you know those who may walk around not knowing Christ or that we see as evil? God still gives them an opportunity to get it together. So for those who transition in Christ, I know we miss them. We love them. But we don't have to worry about their soul. And so I say to you today, for those who are listening, you know, it's never an easy thing to understand how we can encourage ourselves in the midst of pain when we're hurting and we have to deal with the range of emotions. I go back to the word that my pastor, Pastor Troy T. Johnson said to me today. And I leave these with you as well. Allow yourselves to feel what you feel. The goal is not to be strong, but to go through the whole spectrum of emotions. So whatever those emotions may be, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to embrace them. 
as I encourage myself to embrace them. Amen. And remember what 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16 through 18 said. To rejoice always in God, even in the midst of your pain. And that simply means to take delight in the Lord God himself. Look at him for who he is in spite of what you're going through. Don't stay looking at the at that part. Look at God for your strength. You know, he's breaking me down and allowing me to understand King is not your strength. I'm reminded of what Paul said in 2 Corinthians when he was dealing with that thorn in his flesh. And, and you know, they're talking about something physical, but I'm talking about right now your pain, whatever it is, whatever that thorn is in your life. The word of God says that Paul asked the Lord three times to take away from him that, that thorn, which was that sickness, that disease, whatever it was. And God replied, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Right now, as myself, as I am going through a place of pain as I'm mourning the loss of a, my fiance Gerald Williams. And my daughters are mourning and my grandbabies who are still to kind of the, the we had a talk with them their mother had a talk with them but they still have not really processed and what they have processed in their minds but it's it's a loss amen and like i said for you who are listening i join together with you as my brothers and sisters and i stand with you as you may be grieving a lost a physical loss or maybe it's a a, a physical loss or maybe it's an, a loss of a job or a home or something to that extent what I will remind you today is that God's power is made perfect in our weakness that weakness is in your vulnerability remember that God loves us so much that even in our pain, he says that he's broke. He's next to the broken hearted. And my prayer for you on today is I pray for you. And this is first Thessalonians 5, 23 to 24. I'm going to pray these words to you. I am a word girl and you know, I believe in praying the word of God. I say these words to you. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 24 says, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. I pray that if you're listening to this word on today. That you know the word of God, that you are a believer in Christ. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the word of God says it's this simple in Romans 10 and 9. That if you simply declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
And that's just a simple words of prayer, repentance, whatever you feel in your heart. You have that conversation. And right now, you can connect with Jesus Christ. Amen. You can become part of the body of believers. And wherever you may be, you get connected with a local church right now. You can get connected uh, on the Internet now, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Zoom, whether it's YouTube right now. The Internet has got it going on. You can get connected with the body of Christ and you can learn about God. You can learn about Jesus. And I promise you. It will be the best decision of your life. It doesn't mean you won't still go through problems. It doesn't mean that you still won't go through some challenges. But what it means is that you will not have to face them alone. Amen. So I pray today that you were blessed as a result of this word. Amen. Amen. Listen, we thank you for tuning in today and we pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Tune in with us weekly right here on the Podbean app in Apple iTunes. And if you'd like to contact us, email us at Kenya C. Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. If you have prayer requests, send us your prayer requests. We will pray with you. We have a team of intercessors that will be willing and love to pray for you as well. And if you just want to share with us how the Being Love in Action podcast has blessed you, please reach out and send us an email. And until next time, remember this. And now these three remain faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. That's 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And I am Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Peace and blessings. And give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever.